You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. And we are back. Welcome home, Brooklyn, to another cool season and another cool show and an extra cool lineup of artists repping the borough to the fullest. Today's special guest is the multifaceted electro R&B vocalist and producer, Ehi Yorobo, who is actually from New Jersey, but his style is very contemporary BK, so we give him a pass. Electric and eclectic, Ehi Yorobo joins us in the studio tonight with the Boyo Orchestra to take us on a journey that will land us somewhere between futuristic soul and neoclassic art rap with sprinklings of jazz and a bit of a scenic tour through all things synth. I am your host, Queen God is, for yet another live ride on B-Side. Falling off, shot, hoping, leaving luck outside the door, through the cracks, smoking, I place my bet up your stakes, and if I go, you have my shell, you're so worry me out with the boxes, Ali, Ali, Oxy. This is Ehi Yorobo and the Boyo Orchestra. We are in Brooklyn in Brick Studios, and we're here to talk about all things music and process, but before we do that, we need to set the scene. So, this young man, he does not like Oreos. He does like blue tortilla chips, hot sauce, the smell of gasoline, mayonnaise, in moderation, a lot of people disagree with you on that. Singing till his body hurts and cherry limeade. I introduce you to the Nigerian Justin Bieber. Yeah. Hey, Yorbo, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yeah. these gentlemen behind you and let's get into it. All of those are factual, by the way. I feel like I need no further introduction. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, on guitar, we have my boy, Matt Billy. How I met him was through school. I, I saw him play the show in Asbury Park and he was ripping that and I was like yo we should be friends and that happened Grant from school too the drummer then we got Trevor on the keys we played video games one day because a friend connected us and uh gelled you know what I'm All saying right. welcome fellas tell us a little bit about yourself something that someone won't find in your bio or on YouTube or in a Google search so who is a Yorobo? how did you what 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 are the ingredients that made you and got you to this point on our stage hmm. tonight I'd say uh, I'm a vocalist producer. Like I like a lot of R&B soul stuff, but also a lot of wonky stuff too. You know what I mean? Wonky. Wonky is definitely the word that I like to choose. Okay. Like picture Willy Wonka, but electronic music. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There are a bunch of artists that I know of that uh, fit that description. I think. Other than that, um, yeah, I, I guess like it's kind of hard to explain myself. I mean, um, well, let's take all the music uh, categorizations okay. away. Who are you? I think you get a. A goofy, lanky boy, right? Um, who is a lover, not usually a fighter. Likes to have fun. I work out sometimes, just because I think it's also fun. Mm -hmm. Fun is an important ingredient of life, I think. Yeah, just going towards my interests. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
I guess that's only one side because people should, people have different sides, you know. So tell us about this other side. Can you throw down if you have to? Um, I mean, like if need be. If need, if need be. be. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> and it's a closeted like, ninja. Usually, like need doesn't. Usually, need doesn't be. You know what I'm okay. saying? So like, Got it. So yeah, because people see you coming and they already know. Yeah, that's the Brooklyn not, way. It's not a problem. Um, speaking well, of where you are not from okay. <laughs> you're not from brooklyn but no. you are from new jersey by way of nigeria uh i'm actually not my father is your father is yeah. well that's in your blood right yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so I'm let's talk nigerian about your blood last name. let's talk about nigeria and new jersey and the influence from both the influences from both of these places in your life okay i've been in nigeria maybe like three or four times and that place definitely has had a profound impact on my life. To be honest, like, I used to make rap music when I was like 13 to the ages of 17, like strictly rap. I wanted to be like Lupe Fiasco, but like a different version. <laughs> and like, that was what I was on. But after this trip to Nigeria, I was listening to a lot more like uh, Pharrell, like Neptunes, John Legend, and like my ear just gravitates towards certain instrumentals, mm -hmm. certain chord progressions, and I was learning how to play the piano. And I transitioned into like the world of singing more. I was 17 or 18 because so of the trip So you started out as a, a rapper MC. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's some like really cringy stuff. Um, yeah, the artist formerly known as Cersei. Formerly, yeah. Okay. We've, we've, uh, Let's talk about that. Taking a few steps. Because we want to segue now uh, into names. Okay. So Cersei was how you identify Sir S I R and the letter C. My Is middle name's right? Carlos. Yeah. Carlos. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we went from Cersei, MC Cersei, like when you were kind of more identifying as a rapper. Yeah. For and the, then for you segued into. Uh, singing and vocal work and you felt like you needed a Yorubo to I guess so. Represent. It's like it's, it all happened like I decided to go by my first name when I was uh, my family took a trip to Nigeria and I was like hmm this name is like it doesn't feel crazy here because everyone's uh, name is like you know it goes side, full side, do I have three cousins <laughs> with all those little names. Yeah. You know what I mean like I don't know felt more belonging. You know what I mean? When you were in Nigeria were there um, in addition to feeling more connected to your name were there <laughs> Other things that inspired and influenced you, particularly music, uh, the arts? Oh, uh, yeah, I think um, nightlife. Like, I, I didn't go out because I was, like, young. Like, you can't even pretend, like, you just can't get into places if you're you know, not a certain age. I was the kind of child who wouldn't necessarily go to parties, but, like, I kind of, I, I saw, like, a different type of value in, like, going out and expressing oneself and kind of just, like, kicking it in a certain environment, mm -hmm. like, letting loose. And, like, it's not always, uh, it's not always for the vanity. Sometimes it's, like, there's beauty in that, just kind of feeling free, you know what I mean? So you felt free in uh, I, I understood the idea of feeling f free through, like, nightlife. Not just, uh, like, not just looking at it as, like, vanity uh, gorging, if that makes any right, sense. I hope I use that word in the mm -hmm. right way, you know what I mean? Right. And what does Ehiorobo mean? It means uh, God's angel in Benin, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how does that meaning land in the music, uh, if anyway. I mean, someone told me that I have a, a galactic slash angelic falsetto. Okay. So I'll let that ring out for a couple <laughs> seconds. I think like emotionally my stuff kind of like ha has a certain uh, thing to it that f makes it feel as if there's some type of like a, not, how do I put this? It feels connected to the circle of life somehow. That seems like I'm just talking overboard, but like my stuff's pretty reflective, you know? Self-reflective. Um, Self-reflective, for sure. And uh, I think, like, it's just experiential, along with, uh, like, trying to find the positivity in the experience. And I feel like that's something that 
can be likened to an angel. I'm, not, I'm sure angels have different duties, you know? Yeah. Um, but for some reason, that name doesn't seem too far away. Let's talk about your influences and then let's talk about the great national treasure, Stevie Wonder, and how you arrived at this song. Right. Um, my influences, I guess um, a lot of electronic stuff, I guess like one of my biggest influences would be, um, Sampha was a huge influence. A lot of contemporary artists as well as... Uh, say, that, say that name again for those who didn't catch it. Sampha. Um, uh, who else? There's Pharrell, John Legend. Um, a lot of, I mean, Lupe Fiasco is definitely an influence, mm -hmm. but more so, uh, there's this other branch of rap that I'm really into, and like, uh, not, I don't, I don't want to say the word study, because it's not really that, it's just like, I'm a big fan, you know, um, of these rappers named Milo and uh, Open Mike Eagle. They're not a group, although they do stuff together sometimes, mm -hmm. but they had a show yesterday um, at Knitting Factory, two days ago maybe, and uh, Samus played too, she's a friend, she's also an Samus, incredible artist. Samus, who's an MC. Um, you also have mentioned Jesse Boykins the yeah, third. Yeah, also, he's Andre like right up there with Sampha. Yeah, they're like. And then we arrive at this classic man, oh. <laughs> um, Stevie Wonder. People not only hold Stevie Wonder very sacred, but covers are a very sacred thing, you know, yeah. thing to people like, don't you do it unless you're mm. gonna do it. So they imagine there are people at home like, that ain't how that go. How did that come about? Um, I was, uh, how do I put this? There's this band called Hiatus Coyote that's also yes. super incredible. And this artist named Napalm who's coming to Brooklyn, I think, in like a month or two. She's incredible. I saw her like do some Stevie Wonder covers and I uh, decided to do Sherry Moore because like the emotion in the song is like almost undeniable. The whole thing is like driving upwards in emotion and like the la 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 part is such a release and it feels like unity, like the word literally, and uh, it's just a good time for me emotionally and I just. It also like kind of bops, so I want to play it. You know? It slaps. Yeah, it <laughs> okay. Slaps, <so. laughs> um, 
And what have some of the responses been when you do covers? Because you're a fairly new artist to a lot of people. A lot of people know you. You've, you've had projects out since as early as, I'm going to say, 2012? Tw uh, 2013. Okay. Oh God, Tw 2013. Under the name. Under Ahiobo. Yeah, yeah. And then you had some other stuff under Cersei. Mm -hmm. um, so you're fairly new to a lot of people. How tricky or how advantageous is it to come out singing covers? Um, I think that it's not a bad idea if, if, uh, if you're trying to put your spin on certain things. It should always be like genuine, I guess. And uh, if you truly like wanted to take something to morph it into something that you thought was interesting and you want to showcase that to people, then I think that's a good idea to play covers. But if you just like wanted to get something to make everyone kind of connect you to something else, then maybe that's not the best idea because it's like like a little bit. Um, I'm losing the words for it. It's okay. But yeah, I think uh, covers are never a bad idea if that's what you're trying to do, you know. Um, I have fun with it, especially when it's like compositions that I think I can learn from, as well as uh, like stuff that I think is pretty, you know. Mm -hmm. I also think that like I'm a different vocalist than, than Stevie Wonder, and yeah. I think the song sounds different because of that. Yeah. I think like the song sounds different because of my band, because mm -hmm. these freaks right here. Mm -hmm. If you had to identify, classify, and I know a lot of artists don't like to do this for a lot of reasons, but there is value to this in some ways. Your sound, so that you could contextualize it for someone who's hearing this or may have heard this song for the first time, what would you say? Usually I say electronic R&B and soul, but like I used to say uh, art soul. I don't really like how that rolls off the tongue. Art rap and art soul, what does that mean? It's just uh, approaching the uh, conventional means of the genre in a, in a bit of a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. Like um, Open Mike Eagle is a dude who coined the term art rap and the exact definition is escaping me but I think like it's pretty much yeah it's just like going about the uh, the convention of creating it in a different way you know like um, people think that rap is like very uniform in what it it can portray like either you're uh, conscious or you're not you know what I mean and like there's a gray area nothing is just binary you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying mm -hmm. I think that um it's fun playing around there. You know? Well, speaking of non-binary, what is the value of identifying and embracing the idea of not being one extreme or another, whether that is gender, whether that is politics, um, whether that is music? I think um, gender is identity, and I think that that's maybe a little bit of a different topic. I think like the person who is uh, thinking about themselves should be able to do so however they choose to. Everything's a gray area. Like I really think that a uh, non-binary is a term that like should be coming up more often, especially in gender. What else you were talking about besides gender? Yeah, right? just what is the value in not identifying ourselves in extremes? I think that it's important to be malleable. You know, you take what you know, and then like if you know it, cool. But if someone brings you evidence and like ideas that actually make you think differently, then consider how differently you actually feel and like think about it and like change your mind if that's how you feel. Don't mm -hmm. just be rigid because you want to be someone who's stuck in one way and seems sure of themselves, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? People grow and move and change and I think we should allow yourself to do that all the time, you know? Yeah, I swear they look at me different using those pickets, like Fix your face, used to be different Thought I made it for trippy Got a menace in the sea, saw a partner in the locker, she don't shout to me, she thinks she owes to me, I was in the pilot when she was the Mars Rover till we broke down on this island.
Um, earlier we talked about cherry limeade being your favorite drink. Uh, before there was Beyonce's lemonade, there was limeade, the organic version created by this guy right here, which the process started in 2012 and continued into 2013. Let's talk a little bit about your musical and visual aesthetic and how mm. that shows up in that album in particular, okay. Limeade. My musical aesthetic in that album is definitely quite bubbly and like wonk wonky is a word that I keep on using, but it's also <laughs> yeah. a bit hyperactive and relaxed at times, juxtaposing in those ways. Um, a lot more electronic than how things are sounding at the moment. But I think I like it for that, it's charming, because that's where my ear was at the moment, you know? Charming, that's the word that well, you to me, yeah. maybe it is that in its own, in its yeah. own right, besides just to me. Um, a lot of what I'm saying comes from like an earnest, young lover boy, you know? Yes. And I think that, like, that's what that album sounds like to me in my head, you know? Okay. When your parents first heard Limeade, mm -hmm. what was the response? I think they dug it. They probably, like, considered it a little bit off-kilter, but there's like a central groove in every song mm -hmm. that's like familiar in some ways, you know? Um, sometimes they play it at like cookouts, occasionally. <laughs> like, not often. Like one time, like, yo, it's on the TV, come check it out. Yeah. You know? And let's talk about Beyonce Lemonade. Um, that was a visual album where, for many people, it was the first time seeing a cohesive work of really intentional visual images paired right. with the sound. Mm -hmm. How important are the visuals, your your videos, and your images to the sound that they, you're creating? They definitely are. I think uh, with all my videos, I'm the one who storyboards them. Uh, if not, like with a close friend, and like we co-write it, you know. But um, besides that. I like to work with friends on visuals just because uh, it's just more perception. You get to have more angles along with yours. Mm -hmm. And like if you both don't, so uh, what I'm looking for, compensate for what you're trying to do, then like you get two crazy things. And it's just, it's cool having people on board. But also you can't have the circle too big or else nothing will get done. Speaking of close friends, really quickly, did you send the Beehive a note saying that Beyonce copied off of your idea? Uh, I did not do that. No, did not do that. <laughs> and I think you're very smart. <laughs> Some brothers got the bass, some brothers got the falsetto. Let's talk about the falsetto. How did you Word. arrive at that place in your voice? Um, to be honest, I was probably listening to a lot of vocalists who do the same thing. Uh -huh. And like, I just kind of did what I liked in a way that I could, yeah. or at least tried to. To do what you like in a way that you can. What kind of mood do you think would be the optimum mood for a potential fan to be in? Like if you say, if you're in this mood, listen to these guys. I got three words. Go ahead. Sensual, wonky, experimental, <laughs> and maybe like, uh. Three is fine. Light. light? I don't know. Sensual, Chill. wonky. Don't hear those two together often. Yeah, um, I mean, you gotta, 
the grayscale, gray, gray you know what I'm saying? Okay. Gotta, Central uh, Wonky, what was it? Uh, said light or something like that, but the first light. two words are The first two, we, we stick with those. Um, let's name drop. In the audience right now, we have a good friend of mine and yours. His name is Fuch. He is an MC, a freestyle champion, and a philosopher who does his Absolutely. own take on media. Name drop some other artists from this current scene of music that are inspirational to you. Okay, um, there's this artist called Naxo, who actually did a remix for Future. I just did a song with him really recently, he's incredible. Um, Divyo, Boen, all electronic artists who also do vocals sometimes. Um, who else? Tokyo Megaplex is who connected me to Future actually. We used to do a lot of shows way back when, like 2015, late 2016. All right. But and one more. Who knows what's around the corner? One more person. I'm gonna say Chuck Sutton, my homie from New Jersey. Chuck Sutton. Yeah. All right. So for those of you taking notes, write these down, do your Google homework, and open up to a whole new world. Let's talk about audience and venue. Who is your audience, and what is your favorite venue? Great. Okay. A lot festival? of venue festival. My fav. My audience tends to be kids who are younger. You know, mm -hmm. honestly, like a lot of kids who have like emotional Twitter updates and like have the like, emo tweet. Yeah, like I mean, okay. I don't want to say that word. That you know that. And they come into 280 characters yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, now like they got that double. Okay, you know, so if you emo tweeters and people who like, your favorite uh, venue. Venue. Um, I like. I mean, I went to Camp Lognaw yeah. last year, which was Hosted by incredible. Tyler, the creator yeah. from Odd Future. We're going to leave it at that. I think All that right. kind of sums up a, a, a good amount of things okay. in terms of your interest. And then also you should check out uh, Camp Lognaw to see the vibe of that, to see kind yes. of what inspires you. I know you know all about us. She broke my promise on my windowsill. With my finger talking about stardust, I think you might be my locust. Something, yeah. You might be my love, just coming, going, season right. So, you once said that there are beast musicians, beast meaning good, great, amazing, but there are also beasts at the MIDI, meaning the interfaces that we are using to create music that don't necessarily involve instrumentation. What are some very, very quick pros and cons of being a self-contained artist, meaning you can just show up with your devices and rock a show versus working with these gentlemen behind you? It's definitely a different dynamic for sure, like very different. Uh, the, yesterday was actually the first show that we played as a unit. And um, that was it, pianos. It was dope. And like, I guess the difference that I got was uh, like rolling alone to shows, like you're responsible for your own mood. Mm -hmm. But like with a band, you kind of have to make sure that everyone you're playing with is in the right center of focus also. Like, uh, I guess emotionally as well, like focus wise, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they all have to be in tune and like ready to play gotcha. and malleable, you know what I mean? And like right. understand the room. And there's uh, a lot of stuff going on at the same time, but like it's definitely fun. It's, it's, it's good yeah, time. well, shout out to y'all for adding to yeah, the man. fun and the malleability of this process. Um, escapism, that is something that you said that you like or lean towards in your music. For those who are struggling right now and going through a lot in the world, if they were to listen to one song, if they needed one song to just take their mind off of the massive devastation that's happening all over the world, what would that one song be to help them escape effectively? Is it a song for me or? From you, of yours? Oh, I would say, honestly, Comets and Fake Blood. Comets and Fake Blood. Yeah. You heard it here first, B-Side, Bridge Studios, at Yorobo. Thank you. You can give it up, give it up. In a climate of turbulent change and grave uncertainties, one thing is for sure. True artists inspire hope and help us make it through the storm. I want to say thank you 
to Ehiorobo and the Boyo Orchestra for elevating the space with your unique artistic aesthetic and perspective. We wish you all the best and look forward to what's coming up next. And if you want to replay this episode or experience more, B-Side that is, check out our YouTube channel by following the hashtag BSideBK and connecting to our podcast on soundcloud.com slash BSidePodcast. I am your host, Queen God is sending powerful vibes out to Texas, Florida, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and the Caribbean. And I ask all Brooklynites to continue to share your gifts to uplift, to research and support legit relief efforts, to keep the faith, and above all, to spread love, because it is the Brooklyn way. Be great, BK, till next time. Give it up. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.